Welcome to the Old Gorilla Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. This is episode 11, and today I have two special guests. I have my son, John Asher Garrett, and I have Natalie Roberts with us today. Hello. How you doing, John Asher? I'm doing you good. You say something? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so it's been a while. We tried to do a recording, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, and got through the entire podcast, had a great conversation, and then found out for some reason the audio didn't record. So, <laughs> big bummer. It was a great conversation. Thought it would be a great podcast, but not really going to try to redo that today. I think we'll just start fresh and try and see where it goes, yep. right? Because mm-hmm. I don't really have a format. I have a few things that I want to talk about, but um, for the most part, just want to try to start from the beginning and see where the conversation goes. Sounds good with you guys? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, Natalie. Um, what we talked about the last time was your martial arts journey, right? Mm-hmm. So tell everyone how you got into martial arts and kind of, you know, where your martial arts journey has gone since then. So growing up, I was like picked on a lot, like physically, um, like to where it was like people like flicking at me, hitting me and stuff like that. So my dad wanted me to join martial arts as like a way of self-defense. Um, so in 2018, we found Texas BBA. Um, and like for a while, he, he was like procrastinating kind of, like signing me up. And then I finally asked him like, dad, like when can I get into this? And he's like, fine, like we'll, we'll just do it. Um, and he thought for like a minute that I would only like it for like a short period of time and just quit and it'd be just like a short thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so we signed up and yeah, I started when I was nine. I started when I was nine in third grade. Yeah. Um, and just ever since then I've continued to grow and it started with karate and then later on it moved to karate and jujitsu. And then like now it's kind of like my main focus is jujitsu for as of right now. Yeah. So with your karate journey, mm-hmm. so what what is your rank right now? I'm a first degree black belt. First, so 15 years old. Just turned 15 mm-hmm. yesterday, and you're a uh, Friday. Friday was your birthday, yeah. and you're a first degree black belt. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do your friends think about that? Do you do your friends know that you're a first degree black belt? My friends do know, but I feel like a lot of people don't take like martial arts as seriously as like it is when you do it yeah. like they think it's like all that movie stuff to where it's like yeah. cartoony and like yeah stuff like that um so they just make jokes out of it but it's kind of like once like you actually do it and like see what it's like worth then like you'll understand yeah so it's not like cobra kai <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> so you don't walk around the school with a bandana all around your forehead no and do all the karate moves and defend your <laughs> friends and <laughs> or beat up random people not really not really no, sometimes. Yeah. but sometimes sometimes so, sometimes <laughs> only gonna ask you but um most of the time i don't like people knowing that like i'm a higher rank in like karate and stuff like that only because like it's kind of like if i were to get into like a situation like i want them i don't want them to know that like i know like the knowledge of how to fight like yeah. i want it to be like a surprise like yeah <laughs> if you're gonna cause a problem like that then it's, it's gonna be in your face so yeah yeah so you got started because of some bullying mm-hmm. some people messing with you have you ever had to use your martial art, so uh, your jujitsu or your karate, since you've learned it uh, to defend yourself. Not necessarily. There's the only time like I really like used it like in quotations was like this dude like yanked my hair back. What? I, all I did was like 
it was like an out block into like a scoop kind of that's all i did really? but yeah i don't know i was in fifth grade so so an out block to a scoop so it, it, yeah so it, like it was the, something like, did like you that did him in the wizard like no 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 <laughs> all i did was that i just i just screamed at him like stop like yeah. why yeah and then did he mess with you after that uh, not really. I not mean, really. he he was like, "Why are you yelling?" Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, did you kia real loud? No, <laughs> no. I, I I just told him to stop pulling my hair. Like, I was being yeah. irritated. Yeah, yeah. That's something like that happened to me. Of course, I didn't know martial arts when I was growing up, but I got picked on a lot in school. Mm-hmm. When I was in sixth grade, very last day of school, and this kid, like, we're sitting there. It was just a handful of us that showed up for the last day. I had to show up because my parents wouldn't let me skip the last day of school. So we're sitting there and we're just talking with the teacher and she's been real cool and everything. And it's like, I was sitting backwards in a chair and then there's a guy sitting behind me on the table, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right behind me. And he kept sticking his knee in my back. And I turned around, I was like, dude, get your knee out, get your knee out of my back. And he was like, huh, huh, huh. and he kept doing it, right? And so he does it again. I said, dude, Dwayne, his name is Dwayne. I said, Dwayne, get your knee out of my back. Stop doing that. And the teacher was sitting like six feet from us because we were sitting there talking to her. And she kind of looked at me, I turned around, I said, I mean it, get your knee out of my back, stop doing that. And so mm-hmm. he just kept doing it, kept poking and getting harder. And so I turned around and I just balled my fist up and I hit him right in the mouth and bloodied his lip. <laughs> oh and this gosh. is like 15 minutes before the bell rings for everybody to go home for the summer. And so he starts bleeding and he starts crying. He's like, you hit me in the mouth. I was like, yeah, I told you three times to stop. And then the teacher looks up, I thought I was mortified. I thought I was gonna get in trouble because I'd never been in a fight or altercation at school. And she's like, well, he told you three times <laughs> to stop. <laughs> that kid never messed with me again, you know? So yeah. um, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool that you uh, use your karate to defend yourself. And, <laughs> and you know, you're like Cobra Kai. Never <laughs> done, right? <laughs> yeah. John Asher, how about you? You ever use uh, jujitsu to ward off a bully? Not really. My friends like wrestle me or whatever. And I used to get some wrestling, but <laughs> that's <Yeah>. about it. <laughs> People just walk up to you and try to wrestle you? No, like I'll be at church and like youth or whatever, and they'll just be like, <laughs> start wrestling me and start like jujitsu them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Awesome. So so you talked about karate a little bit. So first degree black belt in karate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were one of the student instructors. Is that what it's called? Yes. At TXBBA. Mm-hmm. So what does that entail? What do you do as a student instructor? Um, as an instructor, it's kind of like ex- almost not exactly what Landon does because Landon is like the – like school yeah. instructor um but basically what i do is i help around around the mat and if i need to take over a class i can okay um but it's basically just like helping students critique like what they need to work on um showing students new moves and stuff like that just helping everybody around you learn and then just making the community a good place yeah so i've noticed i've watched you in action as an instructor um, a few classes and you have a commanding presence about you, right? Whenever you, you, you have confidence, uh, you hold yourself up high, you definitely know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And the students that you're working with um, are all younger than you, right? So mm-hmm. they're usually like uh, early teens and mostly, you know, preteens and things like that, right? Yeah. So what has be, becoming a student leader uh, or instructor, at you, what has that showed you about leadership? And how have you seen your leadership develop and grow through that? So for me, I started leadership when I was really young, like from like being on like the side of the mat to helping out to like slowly starting to become in the front of the mat to where you're actually teaching students. Um, and not everybody is a lot younger than you. So you have some people that are a little bit older than you. You have people that who are your age, stuff mm-hmm. like that. 
So I think for me, it was a real like eye opener to knowing like no matter how young you are, because I'm 15 mm-hmm. and I'm I'm helping like these little four year olds, five year olds out, like learn new karate moves and stuff like that. I'm even helping adults yeah. in karate class, like learning new moves. So I think it doesn't matter how young you are that you still have like some type of role model role in someone's life or like yeah. you always have um I don't know how to explain it, but you yeah. you're you can be a role model no yeah. matter what influence. in someone's life. Yeah, you yeah. can be an influence. Yeah, positive influence. Mm-hmm. So part of that for you, so you have your peers, right? You have mm-hmm. kids that are your age. Uh, my son is one of those <laughs> guys that you are now leading in karate because he just started what mm-hmm. about three or four months ago? Yep. Well, maybe a little bit longer than that. So it's right around summer, beginning of summer. Yeah. Um, so he's one of your students that you mm-hmm. lead. Um, you have some adults, right, that you also lead that are, you know, 20 years older than you. Yeah. And is there like a, how do you feel about that? What is that, do you do you feel like it's a challenge to lead your peers and older people? Or is that something that you're okay with, that you've grown to like uh, embrace and understand? How does I, that fit into your For leadership? me? It was a little bit of a challenge at first when I uh, was like starting to do it, only because I felt like people wouldn't take me seriously yeah. because of how young I was. Um, but like growing to it, uh, to like becoming an instructor, you slowly like learn how to talk to like certain age ranges or like certain ranks. Yeah. That way, like they do take you seriously. Sure. Like obviously, I'm not gonna talk to some 30 year old red belt the same way that I talked to a little dragon. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, come here. Come, this guy right here. No. Like, I'm, I'm going to be, be mature about the conversation. It'd be funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, equal respect, right? Mm-hmm. You give them respect, and they give you respect back. It's kind of a mutual thing. It's like a uh, reciprocity, right? Mm-hmm. It's that respect both ways. Uh, it's respect both ways. It's caring both ways. And the understanding, you know, that, you know, when you're coming in as an adult or as a peer that's the same age as you, you know, maybe they don't have that background of understanding that respect, but because of the environment that we have at TXBBA and the environment of just martial arts period, Mm -hmm. you know, of respect, like I would say the utmost important thing in martial arts is respect, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Giving respect and receiving respect. Um, it's not like you just walk in and you're like, you know, we were watching Cobra Kai a few minutes ago <laughs> and Johnny's like, you will respect me. I'm the sensei. Don't talk to the sensei unless you've been spoken to. That's not how it is, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a mutual respect. Yeah. It would be crazy if it was like that. Can you For imagine real. that? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's great. I mean, that's very impressive that you're, you've made it so far in your martial arts journey and your first degree black belt. And then you also have been doing jujitsu for what three years now? Two or three years? Four, almost Four. five years. Oh, almost five years! Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Um, I started, I think, a year and a half after I started karate, only because like I used to stay after karate to like watch the other classes and stuff like that. Um, and then Landon, I think, I think it was Landon or Donnie that had mentioned like, "Hey, you should try this." And there wasn't a lot of like young girls in that class either, so mm-hmm. I would. I don't want to say I was one of the first, but I was one of the first in, like, the Fort Worth area that mm-hmm. uh, started as a young girl. Um, but I did it for a little bit until I got to, like, Yellow Belt, and I took a long break to yeah. for karate because I was focusing on my black belt. And then now, uh, for, like, this last, like, year and a half, maybe two years, I've been focusing a lot more on jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, just finding, setting new goals that I can achieve in the future. Yeah. 
and then also with like getting the other half of like that instructor level of not only just leading jujitsu or not not only leading karate but also leading jujitsu yeah yeah awesome so with our at our school we don't follow the traditional um white blue mm-hmm. purple mm-hmm. brown belt black belt um progression um mm-hmm. for jujitsu we uh, actually have intermediate uh, belts between white and blue so it's yeah. white yellow orange green mm-hmm. then blue right yeah. yep. um so you are what belt rank right now? Currently? I'm a solid green. You're a solid green belt. Mm-hmm. So you're you're not too far away from knocking on the door as a blue belt, right? Yeah. And John Asher, you are also you are what? An orange? I'm a, uh, almost. I'm like advanced yellow. Advanced yellow. So you're almost to an orange belt. Yeah. Here's what I can say. You guys, I roll with you guys a couple times a week, sometimes three times a week. You guys, it's going to be killer because <laughs> there's like what five? There's five teenagers right now. So it's you. Lucas, so you too, Lucas, uh, Jonas, Isaac, I, Isaac, Sam, Sam, Tyler, and Tyler. Yeah. So seven. seven juniors, I would say juniors, teenagers, that probably are going to be blue belts in the next year to year and a half, maybe sooner for some of you. And man, just to see the progression of your jujitsu from you know where you were, John Escher, a year ago last summer to now is incredible i mean your first uh tournament was what last, back in the spring and, yep. and you did really well was it spring when no, you did no, your first, no. my first one was last summer last summer you did your first tournament uh, and then you just did your second tournament third your oh it's your third tournament mm-hmm. oh that's right wow <laughs> and uh just to see that progression and what you've done is pretty crazy i mean when you you're going to be a blue belt before you know it and i'm going to be in big trouble <laughs> and all of us older guys that are in there doing jiu-jitsu that show up are going to be in big trouble same with you natalie i mean you guys are ridiculous and your technique is going to be on on point i mean you've been doing jiu-jitsu as long as i have natalie like i've been doing it for like six years and you've been doing it for five years so john asher you've been doing it for like two, not quite two years almost two, almost two years four, yeah. and is i wish i would have started everybody that i know that are my age that started jujitsu late in life were like, man, I wish I would have started when I was their age. Like Parker, your brother, <laughs> he started when he was nine. Yeah, I mean he's he'll be eleven tomorrow is his birthday, and man, I mean he. So we'll get into a tournament too. We'll talk about tournament because yep. we had we just had a tournament last week, and uh, you and ta- you and Parker both competed. Yep. So we'll talk about Parker first. He's not here with us today, but. You know, we came up with a game plan because the way they start, they start standing up, mm-hmm. and then there's no submissions, only position and points, right? Yeah. And so, me and Parker and, and you talked with him as well, and maybe Natalie even talked about game plan. So, what are you going to do? You can't submit anybody. What are you going to do? And so we're like, okay, Parker, you've been drilling double leg takedowns every week, like hundreds of times. So your go-to takedown is going to be a double leg, and then you're going to go to side control, and then. You get your points there, and then you're, I'm going to yell to you to transition, and then you go knee on belly, get your points there, and then transition, go to mount, get your points there, and we're just going to work that over and over again. So Parker's first match, I was like, Parker, get him. And so he's like standing up, and they're hand fighting, and they're grabbing lapels and stuff. I was like, Parker, double leg. I mean, as soon as I said it, he went down, he knee dropped, double leg this kid, and didn't grab him quite right. I mean, he had him. But he didn't clasp his hands together. He didn't collapse the knees. And so he drove him to the edge of the mat, and they had to go back and start to the middle. And so he did that a couple times and finally got the takedown. 
and then got point after point. Like the first match, he won like 16 points to zero. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he dominated. It was ridiculous. And so he came off the mat, and we gave him a little coaching. He's like, all right, get that double leg, grab, you know, gable grip behind the legs, pull them into your chest, and then go to the ground. And he hit those double legs every match from then on. Never gave up. I don't think he gave up any points, or if he did, it was just very few. And ended up dominating and winning. He got first place in gi and no gi as a 10-year-old and just dominated. I mean, just wiped the floor. It was insane. It was a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And then John Asher, you got to do gi and no gi as well. Yep. Tell us about that. Um, so I got first in both my divisions for gi and no gi. Um, you know, I went six and one, right? Yeah, six yeah, and one. Six and one. I lost to Isaac. Isaac was the one I lost to. And that was sneaky. That was sneaky. Your, your training partner, Isaac, I caught know. you. How did he catch you? <laughs> he came with an arm bar. I think what happened was that it was after after my last gi round, and I was gassed. And then I was going. I was like, oh, Isaac, he's a way lower belt than I was. And uh, he was my training partner. So I was thinking, oh, it's going to be an easier match. Yeah. And my technique was sloppy. <laughs> and he took me down the single leg and then arm bar within like, 45 seconds. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, tell us about, Natalie, tell us about Isaac and his background with martial arts. Um, you know a lot about him. <laughs> um, Isaac, I think, started a little bit before I did in karate. Um, uh, I don't really remember, like, a lot of interaction with him until, like, the new school, mostly. Yeah. Um, uh, he used to be higher ranked than me in karate, but then I slowly started progressing because he started slacking a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then just recently he'd started jiu-jitsu. Yeah, and he's a black belt in mm-hmm. karate as well, right? Yeah. So he's got that martial arts mindset, right? Yeah. He kind of... He, he knows how to think ahead. He's been working, you know, and drilling and all that kind of stuff. And he shows up to class all the time. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, you're aghast. I'll give you that because yes. you, you rode hard. But also, Isaac had was, been drilling. He and was, he was ready good. and he was hungry. Yeah, for real. And he saw, okay, this is John Asher. Get some. Yeah. And he said, let this dog eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, he was out for blood. And I was just taking it easy. And then got me really good yeah because you, you wasn't ready yeah you he caught you sleeping a little bit didn't you oh yeah didn't he uh-huh. i mean you guys are already a good match when i watched you guys roll yeah and uh you you took your foot off the gas just a little bit and what yep. happened you got destroyed you got destroyed right <laughs> yeah so you won't do that again will you definitely not <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no room for taking your foot yeah. off the gas it's got to be pedal to the metal and i had another match with him like two rounds after that and i was like okay this time i can't like i can't uh be relaxing in this one and I, I double legged him again and got him and I was like okay that's a relief yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep so so what did your what was your outcome of your jiu-jitsu tournament uh first place in gi and no gi yeah six one um I got my double legs that John told me to get yeah so what to, was that deal so my the head coach or kind of head coach ish yeah for like competition really um he said I have to get three double three clean double legs in the tournament or else I owe him 50 push-ups for everyone I don't get. And so if I didn't get any of them, I had to do 150 push-ups next class. <laughs> so I, I got my double legs. I made it a priority. Yeah. <laughs> I, got all, I got all of them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That, yeah, you guys did great. Uh, Natalie was supposed to do the tournament also, but didn't have anybody in her bracket. So, <laughs> unfortunately, she had to sit out on this one. But hopefully in December yeah. we'll have another one. So these are all, all of our in-school matches, yes. our in-school uh, tournaments. So you're planning on doing – 
worlds or naga maybe maybe, maybe. I, feel, I feel like i don't know when it is or where it is or anything yeah. like that i tried looking for it but i couldn't find it yeah i thought it was december 3rd but then i looked and that was last year december 3rd was naga yeah but i don't know when the next one or anything is okay but if there is one soon i might do it maybe yeah we'll see. that'll be good yep so we'll have to do some research and find out when the next ones are yeah um so got a question for the both of you all right mm-hmm. so a lot of talk going around about you know karate versus jujitsu which <laughs> one is better right um so if you had to pick I want, I want you to tell me what your pick is and your rationale behind the pick karate or jujitsu if you were in a fight or if somebody was in a fight and it was karate versus jujitsu who would win jujitsu why you can't just okay. say jujitsu here's why <laughs> so everyone if i'm getting into a fight and they're just like like they get in a fighting stance i'm just gonna run i'm just gonna leave i don't want to be in that situation you know but then if it's if they grab me that's when I, that's when i'm gonna start hold <laughs> oh, on you know okay like, Natalie, okay go ahead, go ahead. Jump okay. In here, Natalie. if someone's in a fighting stance like trying to fight you you're not going to just be able to turn around and be like bye like no they're gonna you come can... after you and try and punch you yeah if, but you can run and you don't know when someone's directly gonna punch you like it can be less like least when you expect it but also once it's like once they grab you once they grab you that's when jujitsu goes into play. If, okay, that's if when jujitsu starts, and that's why jujitsu be better. Okay, but not every fight is only grabbing. That's what I'm so it starts with punches and then goes to the ground. Okay, now my opinion. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Landon, you're not hearing this. Okay, but um, my pick would be jujitsu. Only because, okay, stop, stop, stop. Okay, <laughs> okay, because most of us end up to the ground, and especially as a girl, like with a lot of hair pulling uh, and during fights stuff like that, like. I feel like jujitsu is a lot helpful when it comes to that situation. Yeah. And also not to mention, like, if it is a standing up fight, like, I'd rather be on the ground than be standing up. Yeah. Because I feel like I'd have more control on the ground than I do standing up. Okay. Yeah. Let, me, let me finish now, okay? If someone starts swinging at me and they're not grabbing me or holding me, keeping me there, what's stopping me from running away and just leaving the situation? So Who that, says they're not going to run after well, you? Well, they run after me. I'm still running away from them. And if they touch me and hold me down, because they can't just, like, swing at me as I'm running, you know? And so if they start grabbing me to hold me there, I'm going to jujitsu. <laughs> I don't think you've ever been to a fight. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Neither have you. Oh, I have. I have. You just got called out. But no, but like, in. you can just run. Like, So he's going, I think this is where he's coming from. He's, he heard J- uh, Jocko talk about, like. I haven't heard Jocko talk about you it. You haven't heard talk, Jocko no. talk about fighting and, you know, defense, self-defense. and. Mm-mm. No one would have heard if, by if him somebody, is the you know, If somebody is coming at you with a knife, you can run away. Or somebody's no. trying to punch you, you can run away. But if somebody grabs you and they're in your personal space, then you take them to the ground and it's on. I haven't heard right? that one. You before. haven't heard that I've one? only heard the Bo Nickel one. That's the only the Bo Nickel. Okay. one I've listened to. Gotcha. So, so you guys both agree that jujitsu is superior, right, in a fight. But Natalie strongly disagrees with your rationale, and I think I might disagree with your rationale too. How? Then Running she called away? you out and said that you've never been in a fight. <laughs> no, well, like, no, no, like, not every fight is going to be able, like, you to run away. Like, somebody can trap you in a corner. That's happened before. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and if, if people are holding you back, like, if they have a friend, like, behind you holding you back, and you're standing up, and they're just sitting there punching you, like, <laughs> they're holding me back, they're holding me, jujitsu. <laughs> You're gonna do jujitsu while you can punch in the face while standing up. Why not? Not when people are holding you. Then I sure. So, no, jujitsu the guy behind them because. Okay, we're <laughs> gonna stop this here. We're gonna stop this here. It makes sense. It makes sense. Oh my gosh. It makes plenty of sense. Oh gosh. We need to All reenact right. it. We'll have to. Uh... Okay. <laughs> we'll have to figure this out another time. Yep. <laughs> but I, I do agree. Jujitsu, I think. 
because I think most most fights, you know, only last like thirty seconds. They don't last very long, mm-hmm. uh, and most fights end up on the ground. Yep. Um, so if you're on the ground and you're, you know, you know how to fight on the ground and you had to fight on your back, you're comfortable on your back, you're co- comfortable using your legs and your arms to keep an attacker away or somebody who's trying to beat you up away. That's going to help you out. And uh, yeah, I mean, yep. I think there's some good aspects to karate, you know, as far as like self defense. You know the kicking and the punching and the striking and all that kind of stuff but it does lose that element of being able to fight on the ground yeah i think as far as like having both of those components that you can marry together like mm-hmm. you know in mma situations with mm-hmm. karate and jujitsu or some type of striking art in jujitsu i think that's way more superior than just having one or the other uh so i think if you and natalie were get to get into a fight john asher she natalie would, would whoop you she would yeah. I, know. I think she could you know, stun you. She'll hit you in the face or kick you to stun you first. Then she'll yeah. take you to the ground. And while you're trying to recover <laughs> from being punched or kicked in the face, put you sleep. She's gonna put you to sleep. So, yeah. I mean, I, there's just that. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think one thing that'll be important if you know both, it'd also be kind of important to like learn how to combine them. You know, because you might know that karate, like okay, like stances in karate and jujitsu are so different. I'm doing karate and I get confused with the stances with jujitsu sometimes. Yeah. And so like I'll be doing, uh, like I'll be in karate and like my fighting stance will be like different because I'm used to jujitsu being super low and like wide, you know. Yeah. And so I think like people who do MMA like specifically like both combat combined and like like they know how to use them both combined together. It's like crazy. Yeah. My opinion on that is like, for me like learning starting with karate and then like jujitsu stances was like it helped me better both my stances like yeah. between karate and jiu-jitsu so now like i have things to use on both sides instead yeah. of like oh mm-hmm. i only can do this on this side and this on this side but yeah. it kind of just like mixes it together and that's what karate kind of does like we have a lot of throws in karate that isn't yeah. really shown in jiu-jitsu yeah um and that's where i got like most of my throws from like not the single leg or double leg but like the hip toss shoulder toss yeah. uh, simple sweep and stuff like that that's stuff i've learned from karate are you going to incorporate that incorporate some of those things into uh, your jiu-jitsu it's like, like when we do tournaments and stuff are you gonna throw hopefully it? hip toss if i can catch it yeah, i want to see that so bad, real. man that's like it's the hard. ronda rousey special is a yeah. hip toss <laughs> and an arm bar man i would love i would go berserk it would be so crazy you should do it so okay. all right so Karate's better, right? No. No. <laughs> Landon, you're not hearing this. Yeah, Does he like karate better? No, he's just my instructor. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Parker, you want to jump in here? You want to talk about your tournament win? I'm good. You're good? Okay. All right. So, so with that said, you know, we've had a lot of other things that have been happening. So we talked about the jiu-jitsu tournament. We talked mm-hmm. about your background a little bit. Oh, one thing else I want to talk about, too. With your background, you mentioned it a little bit when we were talking about jujitsu versus karate is the the female aspect, the girl aspect, yeah. right? So, and we talked about that in the recording that never made it yeah. to the podcast because it didn't record the sound. So, why do you think, number one, it's important for females or girls to train uh, a martial art? Uh, which one do you think they should train, um, either karate or jujitsu? Uh, let's start there. Um preferably i'd say jiu-jitsu as a girl only because of the type of world that we live in today yeah um i'd say it's a lot like i don't know how to explain it like at first it's a lot because everybody's in your personal space but like once you get used to it like you're understanding like what 
these situations really could be in the real world. Like, yeah. you're kind of putting that in play in your head. Um, I'd say, especially as a girl, it's, like, help me, like, keep on guard more. I don't know how to explain it, but, like, kind of, like, be aware of my surroundings. Like, in karate, obviously, like, you're aware, like, what's next, stuff like that. But in jiu-jitsu, it's a lot more, like, what's happening here? Like, what do I feel in the back of my head? Like, what's mm-hmm. doing this to my leg and stuff like that? Yeah. So I say jiu-jitsu is probably the best one for females. Yeah, yeah. So you bring up a good point. It's like getting comfortable of someone being in your space, mm-hmm. right? So jiu-jitsu, with karate, you kind of keep distance, right? Mm-hmm. Until you're ready to close the distance and make the contact with a punch or a kick or whatever it is, you control that distance. That's what you're mm-hmm. trying to do for the most part. But with jiu-jitsu, right off the bat, I mean, you're, the, you're controlling distance to mm-hmm. some degree, but with somebody on top of you, yeah. right? So from the female perspective, you know, and I know that's super uncomfortable for everybody. I think it's a little bit more uncomfortable for the ladies is to have that person like flesh to flesh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, we're pretty close. I mean, you got some fabric in between you with the geese and stuff like that, but it makes it uncomfortable. Um, what do you think is the biggest piece of advice you could give someone that is thinking about trying jujitsu, but that's the one thing that's bothering them? Um, I'd say a lot of people say it's awkward at first and it makes them uncomfortable because so many people are in your personal space. But I'd say once you start to get over that, it's probably like one of the best decisions you could have made. Yeah. Only because like one, not only are you like more confident in like what you can do in the world if you're on your own, it's like you become confident in yourself because it's not Mm -hmm. like, it's like, oh, I know how to defend myself. Like that's all. Like, no, like you, you start to realize like what type of like, how do I explain it? What's the word? (laughs) Like, um, I lost the word. Yeah. Um, so getting used to and getting accustomed to, or. I lost the word. I, I seriously No, like you realize like how much, like not worth, but like. Oh, okay. um, Like your self-esteem. Yeah. 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 So when, whenever you're able to pull that off with Mm -hmm. that person so close into your space, like right up in your face. Right. I mean, there's times that we're rolling and. You know, I don't sweat that much, but some people sweat a lot. Yes, you do. And then, like, <laughs> yes, you got you do. sweat dripping in your mouth. That's you. That no, is you. That's not me. You um, will be rolling, and then you'll get me in, like, side control mount, and you'll put your sweaty sideburns all in my ear and my face, and it's so gross. And you're like, do it on purpose. It's disgusting. You're gross. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's something to get used to. Even if for me, when I first started, I mean, it was awkward, right? I think it's awkward for everybody, but... Once you show up to a few classes, mm-hmm. you start learning the things, you know, learning the different moves, learning the defensive positions, learning how to, you know, roll and use the techniques, it becomes second nature. And mm-hmm. that, that comfortableness that you get just makes you feel more comfortable and secure and like you know how to defend yourself and mm-hmm. know what to do. And somebody, you know, because prior to that, somebody getting in my private space was like, it really irks my, my nerves a lot. They, you know, I was, I was just like kind of freaking out a little bit. People get too close to me because I don't like people close to me anyway. But now that I've done jujitsu, I'm made it all the way to purple belt at this point. You know, um, if somebody gets in my personal space, I can take care of business. Right? Yeah. It's on. Right? Don't don't mess with me. You put your hands on me, it's over with. Um, I do feel confident in that, um, unless it's another person that trains jujitsu and is stronger than me. So anyway. <laughs> so that, that you know I bring up that too so uh, belt promotions came up just recently so you guys already mentioned a little bit that where your belt promotions are and where you where you are with uh, so you're a high yellow yes. belt John Asher 
and Natalie, you are a green belt. Mm -hmm. So tell us about, you know, getting to this point and how you feel progressing from here all the way to blue belt. You know, do you feel like you're um, progressing the way that you want to progress? Yeah, I think so. I'm kind of confused, though, because we tested at the same time, and our belts are the same length. But she got her belt, and I don't have a stripe on mine yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm confused. I should have belt tested, I think. But I don't know. Probably not. And it's like maybe I got my other belt early. And that's why. But like as far as like time going, I think I'm getting my belts as quick as I want to. And like steady. Uh, Natalie, Natalie's about to say something. I think I'm going to agree with her. No, I just confused myself. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's what you got to understand. Yes, yep. we do have to show up to rank up, right? That's yep. one of the things yeah. we talk about, show up to rank up. But also your ability to complete the things that the professors are asking you to do and then yep. the way that they think you roll also plays a factor into it. So just yep. because um, she has a stripe mm -hmm. and you've been to the same number of classes doesn't necessarily mean that you're where the instructors want you to be. Yeah. Right? And that's not a dig on you. Yeah. But they're looking for certain things, right? They're, they, they may have a checklist in their head that John Asher needs to be doing this or that. He needs to be um, efficient in side control escapes or, you know, whatever for you to get to that next stripe, right? Yep. Maybe even though you've been to the class enough to get a stripe, maybe you haven't hit the milestones they want you to hit yet. Yep. Um, or, you know, you know, you may get a stripe and then you, you kind of uh, have a hockey stick of growth, right? You know what that means? So you have yeah. a sharp growth uh, incline over a period of time. Yep, like a hockey stick. That makes so much sense. <laughs> and then... Um, so they say, okay, you know, John Asher hasn't completed all of his classes to get the next stripe, so, but he's really shown a lot of improvement. Let's give him a stripe. Yep. Or let's advance him to the next belt or, you know, something like that. So you've seen that happen before too. Happened with me, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally don't feel like I should be at the level of purple belt, but they roll with me so much and they've been watching. So I have to trust that they're making the best decision on where I should be for my belt rank based on their knowledge and their comfortability, comfortable ability, whatever that <laughs> word is. Comfortability. Yeah, uh, comfort level, we'll say that, okay. and to, to move me to that next belt. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yep. it could be something as simple as that, or it could be, you know, Landon just <laughs> forgot. <laughs> if you're listening, Landon, um, you, maybe you forgot. So, maybe you forgot. So, um, when, when do you guys think... I have a kind of pretty good idea of where I think you're going to be hitting blue belt, but you know where do you think you're going to be hitting blue belt next summer. Next summer, uh, I'd say for me, it might be yeah, it might be summer or like a little bit earlier than summer, depending on how fast I rank through my belts. Yeah, because I'm only two belts away. Yeah, so oh, you are. How many days a week are you guys training? Every day that I can. Thursday. <laughs> Every class. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, sometimes Saturday, and then at home. Yeah. However many times we do at home. So about four days a week, right? How about you now? Yeah. Like four days a week? Um, three or four days? Yeah, three or four days. I think it just depends. And then whenever I roll with John Asher, if it, well, it's very rare, but. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think you guys are closing in pretty fast. I think. Both of you are showing um, the skill levels that you need to be closing in on blue belt pretty soon. And, uh, man, I can't wait. It's going to be – because here's what's happening. You know, yeah, 
me and Paul and you know uh, John Laura, the guy you were uh-huh. talking about a few minutes ago. Um, we've all been like you know Adrian. I was like after we rolled, those are your birthday roll Thursday night. Um, I was looking around. I was like, holy moly, man! You look at look at all these teenagers. It was that 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 night Thursday night and Monday night. I was like, these teenagers in a year are all going to be blue belts, and we are going to get our butts handed to us on a week-in and week-out basis. Because, I mean, mean blue belts that know some technique is terrible, right? Because you have to roll with these people, and you have to really be on your game. And But here's what I also think about. If you guys are getting better, and so I'm having to roll with you guys, mm-hmm. my game is going to get better because yeah. I'm having to roll with you guys. Mm-hmm. So we're all – and that's, that's the beauty of what we're doing in martial arts and with jiu-jitsu is like, yeah, you guys are progressing – and I'm progressing, but we're all progressing together. Because yep. when we, you know, it's like we're all bringing each other up, right? The more we show up to class, the more we train together, the more we roll together, the more we drill together, um, the more we sit down to have conversations together and or watch, you know, sometimes we'll sit here and just watch jiu-jitsu matches together. And we all mm-hmm. can see what's going on and, you know, have that feedback. We're all growing together. You know, not only are we growing together in our craft, which is jiu-jitsu, but in our techniques and all that kind of stuff, but we're growing together as friends, we're growing together as family, we're growing together as just, you know, training partners, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And so it's a it's an awesome community. So if you don't do jiu-jitsu and you're sitting here listening to this podcast, stink and go check out some jiu-jitsu, <laughs> man. Come to Texas Black Belt Academy. We'll give you a free class to come show up, and we won't beat you up the first class. We don't. We don't do that. You're not allowed to get beat up on the first class, but you can come and learn some techniques and things and see if you like it and then watch us beat each other up. But after our two or three classes, then we let you get beat up. And it is the craziest, most wonderful thing that I've ever been a part of. And you have somebody just like, you know, like a gorilla, just like rolling all over you and like tearing your limbs from your body. It is amazing. Right? And they're trying to choke the life out of you and you're not sure what to do. You're like... How does this guy do? You can do that because like yeah. six years ago, I couldn't do that. People were like rolling me around and smushing me like roadkill on the highway. But now I'm the guy that can do that stuff, <laughs> yep. you know, and John Asher is the guy that can do that stuff. And, and Natalie is the lady that can do that stuff. So come in and get manhandled <laughs> and get rolled up on and get sweated on and get people into your personal space and just stop being a wimp and come try out jujitsu, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? What do you guys have to say about that? Yes, I agree. You yes. agree? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. If you don't try it, you're a wimp, right? No, if you don't no, do jujitsu, you're just a wimp. No excuses. No excuses. Natalie, you got some strong words to say? Come on, bring a challenge. <laughs> Nothing? No. <laughs> no. Okay. There's, there's a guy with no, no limbs who does jujitsu. Yeah, there's a guy that has no arms and no legs that does jujitsu. Look him up on the internet. I can't remember his name, but it's absolutely incredible. Uh, there was a newest, uh, so the Jocko Immersion uh-huh. Camp just happened. Or not Jocko, it's the Origin Immersion oh, Camp. Yeah. It just happened uh, up in Maine or somewhere. Yeah. And they had a guy there. Did you see that? Yeah, that video? I saw that video. He's a veteran. He has uh, no arms. No legs. No legs. Well, he's got like a stumpy arm on one side that yep. has a prosthetic, but he takes it off when he rolls. And he has prosthetic legs that he uses whenever uh, he's walking, but he takes them off. But they were teaching him some jujitsu, and he was like freaking cranking down on people's necks and, you know, getting chokes and stuff. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. So everybody can do jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Right, Natalie? Mm-hmm. Everybody. 
everybody. Yep. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit. So an incredible thing happened last weekend, aside from the jiu-jitsu tournament, yep. right? We had a big celebration here at our house, in our backyard, in our swimming pool. What happened? We got baptized. baptized. Got baptized. John Asher, Parker, your little brother, yep. and Natalie all got baptized in our pool. So what does that mean? We just dunked you in the water just for the heck of it? What does that mean? What is that baptism? What is it? Natalie, what's the baptism? So how I viewed it and how Donnie uh, explained to me it too after we had like a little bit of a talk um, was like, it was like me kind of associating myself with Jesus, um, yeah. kind of like recognizing that I'm a sinner and that like what I've done is like, or like what I have done are sins and then being uh, dunked under and then rising back is like being a new person almost yeah. and like living uh, in the life of Christ. Yep, absolutely. That's 100% it. So basically, you know, you've decided to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. right? You've committed your life to him. You accept him as your Lord and Savior. And it's a public uh, proclamation and display that you are being buried to your old life and mm-hmm. you're arising in a new life with Christ. You know, uh, baptism is such a beautiful thing. It's one of the few things that makes me want to get choked up. I want to cry right now <laughs> talking about it. But, um, you know, it's just it's amazing that, you know, you go from this person who is without God without Jesus, and that's, that doesn't happen at the moment of baptism. That, yeah. That's just a, a outward symbol. showing. It's yeah. a symbol, a symbol. So a ceremony that we do to show that that's happened. But just, I mean, there's just something about it when when you go under that water and you pop back up, and you can just see the expression on people's faces whenever they come back out of that water. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. It's uh-huh. absolutely amazing. Um, so we had the pleasure of hosting it here at our house, right? And uh, I baptized you, John Asher, and your brother Parker. And then Natalie was baptized by not only our friend and man, he's like family also, mm-hmm. but uh, black or he's our instructor for jujitsu. He's the owner of the school that we train at for karate and jujitsu. So Donnie Bador, he's been on the podcast before. He's a great guy. So tell us a little bit about your relationship with Donnie and how and why you chose him to baptize you, Natalie. So. He's the one who really started me in karate, um, like kind of being like a mentor almost. Um, so I kind of grew up with him, with him being like an instructor in my life, like a leader. And then J&J started. And growing up, I really didn't go to church that much. or like I didn't go to church at all, actually. And I wasn't surrounded by people who were believers. I only had like one or two close like family friends that were believers. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I had no idea what I was like getting into and I was like hey like we should we should go to this like J&J I was like okay what sounds is J&J? good Jesus and Jiu Jitsu yeah so we do uh, rolling for like what an, an hour, hour and a half yeah about an hour, hour. hour. and then uh, we go into the word yeah um, so the first time doing it I was like hmm this is interesting like yeah this is this is new I, I started coming more frequently few fre- i can't even frequently. say frequently um and then i was like this is this is nice like i like i'm enjoying this and then later on john asher invited me to youth group at the church at healing street um and i started going to that Tesla tucker um i started going to youth and then slowly my mom started coming to church with me and then we started going on Sundays, and then like ever since September of last year, actually, yeah, um, I've been going to church, 
And then uh, I think it was like the ending of last year. Yeah, ending of last year, I was like not in a good place at yeah. all. Like I was struggling. And then I don't know what it was. It was like one night after youth, like we had this huge talk and stuff like that. Um, like everything changed for me. Yeah. I was like, this is something I need to pursue. Yeah. Um, and then like going, leading up to camp, I was like, I'm so ready for camp. I can't wait to do this. Camp completely changed me. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, I was being changed, and, uh, like, God was working through me, like, before camp, too. But, like, camp completely, like, flipped me over. Yeah. Um, like, being surrounded by people who are believers, like, kind of, like, living in that was so great to me. Yeah. I cried for at least three nights. <laughs> like, during worship, I was bawling my eyes out. The last, the last night of worship, I was... I was ugly crying. It was so funny. Um, but I think, like, that was the best moment of my life. Yeah. And I, w I would not trade it for the world. That's amazing. So would you say, where would you say that um, you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? When was that moment? I'd say early January. Yeah. Because um, I think, like, the end of last year I was still learning and like yeah. getting to know like what this is about I was like yeah. January I was like okay this is set like I need to do this yeah. and I remember having a talk with John Asher and Jonas of like what it meant to be saved yeah. and stuff like that and I was like okay like I need to do this yeah that's amazing that's amazing well congratulations on <laughs> Thank you. both of you for getting baptized it's a big step you know it's a, something you're going to remember for the rest of your life it's a big decision to and the most important decisions that you'll ever make is to uh, follow Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So I'm just super proud of both of you for for taking that step and uh, getting baptized here in the pool, which is completely <laughs> awesome. That was a great memory. Um, so really good stuff. It's just you know, Lord has used um, Donnie and Selena, mm -hmm. and the Bedours as a whole, as their entire family. As a, as a way to bring Jesus and uh, introduce Jesus to a number of people. Um, you know, I knew, I've been a Christian for a long time, but whenever we first started going to Texas Black Belt Academy, I didn't know if they were Christians or not. It wasn't even really a concern of mine if they were Christians or not. We just wanted to get John Asher enrolled in Little Dragons, right? Back when he was just a little guy. And, but the first time I met Donnie, when we were in his office and signing John Asher up for Little Dragons, you could just tell something was different, mm -hmm. right? It was automatically like, this guy is a follower. You could just, you, you know, you walk up on people and you can just tell almost immediately that they're a follower. It's just like something about it. It's like the Holy Spirit's telling you, this, this, is, this is our people, you know? And so I just really applaud them for using their school as a ministry the way they do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not it's not like we walk into the school and it's like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's not like the JPMs, right? The Jesuses per minute mm -hmm. are very low, right? We don't talk about Jesus a lot during at all, really, during training or anything like that. It comes up occasionally, but the the outlet that we did have, and uh, we're bringing back in a couple of weeks is Jujitsu and Jesus. It's coming back. October 8th is the date that we have set right now. I think we're going to stick with the same time, 5.30 to 7, like we were doing. And, uh, yeah, we're going to bring it back. So, mm -hmm. But, you know, that's a testament to what they're doing is, you know, not only, you know, helping um, bring leadership and empowerment and courage and, 
all that to people's lives, it's also introducing people to Jesus at the mm-hmm. same time. Even though we're not talking about it, I mean, you can just tell there's something different. And I know they've had a number of conversations with people throughout the years who, you know, just opened up to them because they're so easy to talk to and just have that inviting personality. So um, if you guys are listening, thank you for everything you've done um, for us and for the community of Texas Black Belt Academy. So with that, I'll, I'll we'll go ahead and start putting this to an end. But um, like I said, Jesus or Jiu-Jitsu yeah, and Jesus. There's Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu, which is some guys over in Dallas, uh, mid-cities area. And uh, crazy story. They started around the same time we did. We had no idea. We we all felt separately that we were going to do something like this with Jiu-Jitsu and like a worship time. So they started around the same time we did last October, September, October. Um, and then we didn't know about it, but I just found them on a podcast. They have a podcast, and uh, it's called Jesus in Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. And uh, they're actually hooked up and linked up with Origin and Jocko. Um, they're sponsored by them with some things. But we went over there and rolled with them and uh, had a great time. But, you know, we're, not, we're probably not going to be, you know, to that level of what they're doing. Um, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, we're going to bring back Jiu-Jitsu and Jesus. And the reason we call it Jiu-Jitsu and Jesus is because we roll first and do fellowship and uh, reading the Bible and all that stuff after afterwards so uh just an inversion of how they do it so uh the main thing is still the main thing which is jesus and uh, jujitsu is definitely something that brings us all together so anyway so be uh on the lookout for more of that i'll post some dates on social media probably put together a little social media campaign to invite if you know anybody that would like to come and check out uh jujitsu and jesus let them know um you can follow me on instagram at um, Old Gorilla Jiu-Jitsu and also on TikTok Old Gorilla Jiu-Jitsu and I just started I didn't tell you this yet but I, started, I got a Facebook page Oh, got it back I raced it six years ago and I haven't <laughs> used it but I just started it back so I'm probably going to brand it Old Gorilla Jiu-Jitsu as well and uh, yeah so we'll have that all going I uh, got some merch coming I keep saying that we're just waiting on uh, the final product of the website to be approved Donnie if you're listening to me I uh, just need my fulfillment center ready. So Jesus, uh, Jesus, Jiu-Jitsu. old gorilla jujitsu merch. So we got t-shirts, we'll have hoodies, we got caps, stickers, a whole bunch of stuff coming. So check that out. And uh, anyway, thanks for listening yep. to the old gorilla jujitsu podcast. There's a sticker in Natalie's pocket. <laughs> and uh, Natalie, thank you for coming and talking with us. John Asher, thank you for coming yep. and talking with us. And uh, I would love to have you guys on again. It was a fun time and I appreciate you for being so patient with me uh, with all these tech problems and everything. (laughs) So check us out. We'll talk to you later. See you. Bye. Bye.